coming up. Uh, at one point, there was a sighting in South Florida, and we actually traveled down to South Florida to take a look at that, but it didn't pan out. We hold on to hope, just like the family, that these two boys will be found one day alive um, in, in some kind of care. We've had to stop calling them boys. Right. You know, that they're not. They're, they're, they're young men. Um, they're grown men. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. It was February 2005, 16 years ago this month, and two boys, middle schoolers, were getting used to life at a new school in Jacksonville, Florida. 12-year-old Mark Degner and 13-year-old Brian Hayes have become fast friends. Mark's aunt, Angie Campbell, says her nephew had moved to the area the year before to live closer to family. He moved here to live with his mom and other siblings. Um, Gosh, it was the summer of 2004. And then he went missing in February 2005. So he wasn't in Jacksonville very long. It's not like he grew up here in new streets and, you know, had a, had a network of, of any kind. Um, and Brian also, um, from my understanding, um, was also relatively new to the area. But on February 10th, 2005, the lives of the two boys and the lives of their families would forever change. Katie Jeffries is an anchor and reporter at First Coast News in Jacksonville. Mark Degner and Brian Hayes, they were both relatively new to the school and to the Jacksonville area, so they became friends. Um, it was around 1.30 in the afternoon when one of them made a disturbance so the other one could sneak out. And the last time they were seen, they were leaving Paxson Middle School. They had snuck out. They were walking across the baseball field. Someone saw them walking toward the wood line, and that was it. Um, they thought that maybe they had tried to run away. They didn't show up at home that night, um, and that's when the search really began. So his family said that they they went out searching that night. They were running through the woods. They were searching um, you know, abandoned houses in that area. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office was out searching because they believed they were endangered, especially after they didn't turn up, you know, after 24 hours and no one had seen them, people started to get really worried. There were all kinds of sightings um, at first going off or, or, you know, somebody saying, oh, we've seen them getting into a car. We've seen this. We've seen them, you know, on this side of town or that side of town. We scoured for days, weeks, months um, with uh, anything and everything that you can imagine, and none of those tips um, from those original first days had ever been um, confirmed, confirmed sightings. We just know the last sighting was someone at the school saw them walking across the baseball field towards the wood line. Um, and it's it wasn't, you know, a big stretch of woods. It's basically woods, and then there's road on the other side of it. Um, and there was possibly a report that someone thought they maybe saw Brian getting into the car with someone, but that never really went anywhere, that report. And the weird thing is they didn't take their jackets with them. They didn't take money with them. And they were never seen again, even after an extensive search around the Jacksonville area. You wonder, you know, are they are they alive? Are they, if they are, are they eating? Do they have a place to live? Um, who's taking care of them? Are, what's their, their mental capacity? Um, what, is the, what is their physical health like? Um, where could they be? You know, all of the questions, the torment um, of the unknowing is, is awful if you allow yourself 
and and sometimes your mind is going to break through and do that anyway. Um, luckily, we do have a good family support system that, you know, when one of us goes down the rabbit hole, there's somebody else to step in and, and encourage and support one another and um, and pray, pray for answers. It was just so strange how there was no trace of them after that point. No one... No one else saw them. There were no signs of a struggle. They were just gone. My brother has, um, Mark's dad, um, had a really, really, really hard time with it. Um, And still does to this day. Um, So it's really hard for him, um, as well as Mark's mom, Linda. Um, Linda has done some some news, but it, it takes a huge toll on them. So I feel like um, my mom, uh, Mark's paternal grandmother, um, myself, um, aunts on the other side, my sister, um, we all kind of um, carry some of the load for um, Mark's parents, um, and um, we just do anything that we can to keep his name out there in hopes that we'll get what we want. Um, we'll get the answers that we need, um, and... Um, and know what happened to these two guys. We covered the story extensively in 2005. So their faces and their story was all over our television stations, the newspapers. Um, you know, their their names are, if you say their names around Jacksonville, people still know who they are because there was such an intense search for the boys and nothing came of it. Life goes on. It's been so long um, that, that these two um, have not been heard from. Um, and so, you know, there's kids and babies and work and life um, on the everyday. But um, certainly, you know, these times of year, it really, it's like a gut punch. I mean, you often sadly hear about a child or a young person going missing, but two together, it makes you really wonder how could this happen? How could somebody you know, if it was something nefarious happening, how could somebody attack or assault or kidnap two kids? Right. We, Which is something I brought up to the sheriff's office because I'm like, you know, a 12-year-old boy, they're still pretty strong at 12 years old, much less two of them. To overpower them would be extremely difficult for somebody to do, and nobody witnessed this happening, um, which they agreed. You know, it would be hard to abduct not only one 12-year-old boy, but to take two. So, I mean, they searched the possibility. Did they know somebody? Did they come across somebody they know and leave with them? I mean, they followed tips all the way to South Florida, and unfortunately, nothing came of it. There was no trace of them after after this point where someone saw them walk into the woods. As is often the case, there have been sightings and family will rush off or law enforcement will, but has really much of anything come of it? Unfortunately, no. So we did have a case um, where there, there was a, a person here who was arrested for harming uh, a teenager back in, I think it was 1997. Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, they looked into him as possibly a suspect in this, but um, nothing came of that either. Um, so th- they've tried to follow tips. That, Like I said, they went down to South Florida to follow up on possibly a sighting. There was nothing that came of that. Uh, Mark Degner's family has been very involved in missing persons um, here in Jacksonville, always making sure that his face is out there. We've gotten um, 
updated photos of what it's believed they might look like at this point, you know, young men in their 20s. So we put those out on the news, but unfortunately there have been no calls, no sightings. And when I talked to his aunt, it's it's something that we in Jacksonville have to think about, and it's hard to do because when somebody goes missing, it's almost like they're frozen in time at that age. But his aunt brought it up saying that, you know, if they were found again today, they'd be young men. They'd be in their 20s. They're not the boys that went missing anymore. They'd be young men. Um, And so it's funny because people want to search and look for the 12 and 13-year-old, but if they were recovered, they they wouldn't be that anymore at this time, if that makes sense. Katie, you talked earlier about the fact that kidnapping two boys would seem really difficult. I'm sure it's been brought up early on also that maybe the boys were simply just running away, right? A lot of times that's what happens in the first day or so of an investigation into something like this. Right. So they had looked in, you know, had the boys made a plan to run away? And, I mean, there was some talk about maybe they were trying to skip school, but the fact that they didn't take their jackets with them in February, they didn't take money with them. You know, if you're going to run away, you pack something. You, It's cold out in February. Even here in Florida, it is cold in February. You would take your jacket with you if you were going to be gone for a while. You would take money, and, and they didn't. They didn't take any of their stuff with them. And we don't know about anything going on in the lives of Mark Degner or Brian Hayes all those years ago that would have prompted them to just take off, right? Right. So, it, I mean, both of their families still love and care about them and want to find out what happened. Um, we know that Brian, I believe he was classified as bipolar, and he did have some developmental delays. But when it comes to at home with their family, from everything that I was able to pick up from the sheriff's office and talking to their families, they were loved by their families. And their families, I mean, all these years later are still searching for them. If anyone had any information, where do they, where can they reach out? Call the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, or you can call Crime Stoppers at 1-866-845-TIPS. And when I spoke to um, the detective on this case, he wanted me to emphasize um, that the boys are not in trouble. If they are still out there or if if they're alive and they have been living elsewhere and somehow they hear this, they are not in trouble They just want to know that they're okay and reunite them with their families, but they're not in trouble or anything like that. All right, Katie Jeffries, thank you so much for talking to us. No problem. In the meantime, Mark Degner's aunt, Angie Campbell, will continue to get the word out. Tell anyone who will listen about the boys who vanished on that February day back in 2005. It's difficult. It's hard. Um, I... I hate it. I wish I didn't have to do it. I'm not at all a out-in-front kind of personality. I'm really, really not. But if we don't step up and tell Mark's story, nobody's going to. And nobody's going to know. And my my brother and his mother and his siblings are, are going to go through their whole life, every single day, wondering about Mark. And that's not fair. <laughs> um So if there is something that I can do, um, I want to do that. I want to make a difference for my family. I will support them in any way. um, And I pray one day we will know um, and we'll have have Mark home. Or at least the answers in the very least of what happened to him and Brian. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a great review if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to learn more about the show and Vault Studios, check out our Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault.